Hi everyone, my name is Ashley Matthews. I'm the lead pastor at Christ the King, and you're listening to the second week of our Advent Psalm series. Before we begin, just a quick note about the daily office. We are using the 2019 edition, which you can find either through our website at ctkfayetteville.org, or we've printed the readings for you in our Sunday bulletin. And also a word of encouragement. It's not too late. Advent isn't over. You didn't miss it. So we can all recommit this week to making room for prayer and reflection. As a church, we're setting aside 30 minutes three times a week for 15 minutes of reading, five minutes of quiet, and 10 minutes of prayer. This is our way of creating space for the Holy Spirit during this Advent season. And we're glad to have you with us. Today's psalm is Psalm 90. We'll read, and then we'll reflect and pray together. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn us back to dust and say, turn back, you mortals. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, or like a watch in the night. You sweep them away, they are like a dream, like grass that is renewed in the morning. In the morning it flourishes and is renewed, in the evening it fades and withers. For we are consumed by your anger, by your wrath we are overwhelmed. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your countenance. For all our days pass away under your wrath. Our years come to an end like a sigh. The days of our life are 70 years, or perhaps 80 if we're strong. Even then, their span is only toil and trouble. They are soon gone, and we fly away. Who considers the power of your anger? Your wrath is as great as the fear that is due to you. So teach us to count our days, that we may gain a wise heart. Turn, O Lord, how long? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, so that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, and for as many years as we have seen evil. Let your work be manifest to your children and your glorious power to their children. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and prosper for us the work of our hands. Oh, prosper the work of our hands. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. The first half of this psalm reminds me of the book of Ecclesiastes. I used to love to read Ecclesiastes. I still do. Back then it was because, um, probably because, I was a broody adolescent. And I think I admired the writer's uh, harsh honesty about the way the world felt. He writes this. It is an unhappy business that God has given to human beings to be busy with. I saw all the deeds that are done under the sun and see 
all is vanity and a chasing after wind. Amen. You said it, brother. Ecclesiastes is like this psalm uh, considered wisdom literature, which means that the writer's aim is not to give praise or straightforward instruction to an audience, but rather the psalmist, like the writer of Ecclesiastes, has invited God to wrestle as a form of prayer, or God has invited the psalmist. Maybe that's the question. The psalm, in a nutshell, goes something like this. I'm going to tell you the facts, God, the facts as I see them. And if you think I'm wrong or if you think I'm right, then do something about it. In the first verses, it's as if the psalmist, like the writer of Ecclesiastes, is surveying the world from some distant perch, sort of outside of history, looking in. The psalmist says, you turn us back to dust and say, turn back, you mortals, for a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, or like a watch in the night. This part of the psalm sounds a lot like all is vanity and a chasing after wind. But after the psalmist spends some verses telling it like it is, there's a petition fixed in the center of the psalm, a sort of hinge. And the psalm suddenly takes a turn. This is verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a wise heart. Turn, O Lord, how long? Have compassion on your servants. And just as the psalmist petitions the Lord to turn, which is the word shuv in Hebrew, the tone of the psalm also turns. He's no longer surveying from a distance. It's as if he's in it now. He's gone in, as they say in the black church. The latter verses are full of imperative verbs. He's directing God to have compassion, Satisfy us, make us glad, let your work be manifest, prosper the work of our hands. In other words, do something. So the psalmist has told it like it is, but he doesn't leave it there. Now he enters in and he petitions God to enter in. Here's what we need. We need you to help us make it right and then bless us. He tells it like it is, and then he takes hold of God. And that, according to the sages of Israel, is how the wise woman, the wise man, prays. This is the only psalm in the Psalter directed to Moses, dedicated to him, rather. And that's because of the verb, turn, that we referenced earlier. It's used twice. In verse 3, the psalmist says, You turn us back to dust and say, Turn back, you mortals. And then again in verse 13, in the hinge verse, he says, as a prayer, Turn, O Lord, how long? And the reason that verb, turn, shuv in Hebrew, is associated with Moses is because of a moment in Exodus 32. 
It's the story when God is on Mount Sinai with Moses and the Israelites have just made the golden calf down at the bottom of the mountain. And according to the text, God loses all of his patience. He tells Moses, I've had it. This is my summary. I'm going to destroy this people that you've brought up out of Egypt. They are too quick to turn away from the way that I've commanded them. And then Moses essentially says in response, Oh no, I don't think so. These are your people that you brought out of Egypt and you love them and you have a plan for them and for the world. So you must turn from your wrath and remember who we are, remember who you are. In other words, Moses says to God, you can't turn away just because they do. If they turn away from you, you have to choose to turn away from your wrath and toward mercy because you are you. And so God does. He changes his mind is the language of the text. He returns toward his relationship with Israel. To put it another way, you might say he repents. When we repent of our sin, we change our minds. We turn from sin and return toward relationship with God. But that's a scandal, heresy, maybe even. God can't sin, so God can't repent. True. But the rabbis have always believed that this was one of Moses's and by extension humanity's finest moments because Perhaps God was never more proud than on the day when one of his created ones called him to account using his own wisdom when we wrestled back, not with muscle, not with anger, but with love because we had been made stronger and wiser by the love that God first gave us. And now we give it back to him. So what's the wisdom of Psalm 90? I think it's in the turn. In the turn from distant surveying and telling it like it is to entering in, like Moses did, like the psalmist does, and choosing to be with people and with God. Prosper the work of our hands. That's the prayer of someone who is working, building, holding, blessing, carrying, God's vision, his plan for the world, his love for his people. You can't pray that prayer from a distance. So when we pray in this season, come Lord Jesus, it assumes that we are praying from within the darkness, not moving away from it, not looking at it from a distance, but in it. And so we are invited to, and we can tell it like it is. We can be the harsh kind of honest, a little punk rock about it, if you will. But then we have to turn. That's the way of wisdom. Toward hope. Toward God. Because we've been made stronger and wiser by the love he first gave to us.
So we're going to pray now. And I'm going to invite you to follow the example of the psalmist. Let's zoom out and take a moment to reflect on how life is feeling right now. How do things seem to be going? Tell it like it is. We'll pause for a moment. Now we're going to ask God to help us turn. Maybe you need to turn toward forgiveness. Maybe you need to turn toward hope. Maybe you need to return towards faith. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to help us turn. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Amen.